welcome to the Built on Air podcast, the variety show for all things Airtable. Each episode, we cover four different segments. It's always fresh and different and lots of fun while you get the insider info on all things Airtable. Our hosts and guests are some of the most senior experts in the Airtable community. Join us live each week on our YouTube channel every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And join our active community at builtonair.com join. Before we begin, a word from our sponsor, OntoAir.com. Any business running on Airtable gets the value that Airtable has, but also needs a few more functions to complete their operations. That's where OntoAir comes in. It's a suite of tools for any business running on Airtable to maximize your operations efficiencies and automations. One customer, John, states that OntoAir enables his business to function properly without having to think about building their own software. And that is pretty invaluable. The OntoAir Airtable apps are amazing and we use them often and are very happy with the results. So join John and hundreds more customers and take your Airtable to the next level with OntoAir. Sign up today with promo code BUILTONAIR for a 10% discount. Check them out at OntoAir.com. And now let's check out today's episode and see what we built on air. Welcome to the Built on Air podcast. This is season 10, episode five. Good to be with you live. We've got a special guest with us, Shay Redding Rogers. Welcome, Shay. Hi, thank you for having me. Good to have you on. We'll get to learn a little bit more about you and what you're up to later in the show. And we got myself, Dan Fellers, and regular guest, Ali Alosa, with us. Welcome, Ali. Hello. Thank you. All right. And Camille may join us later. Uh, we'll see if we can get Camille. She might be not feeling good today, so we'll excuse her if she doesn't show up. So good to be with everybody. As always, uh, we do a live show every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern. And we always go through four different segments. I'll walk through what we're going to be talking about today. We always start off the show talking about what's going on in the Airtable communities, get you caught up on everything Airtable. Then we'll do a spotlight on our primary sponsor, Onto Air. We'll then learn more about Shay, what she's up to and, and, um, and her story. Then Shay will then share with us uh, her CRM that she's built for her business. We'll then learn a little bit more about our Built On Air community. And then finally, Ali will walk us through an audience question. And that will wrap up today's show. So let's begin around the bases. We always like to find out what's going on. We like to start with uh, the Airtable community. So Airtable made two announcements this week on two sets of features. I'd say one good, one bad. We want to start with the good or the bad first? <laughs> bad. Might as well just pull the mandate off. All right. All right. We'll go bad. Okay. All right. Anybody want to give an overview of the uh, um, new expanded record viewer editor? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've heard good and bad. I yeah. I also have good and bad opinions about it. I <laughs> I like it for some reasons. I mean, I think it's cleaner. I think it looks nicer. I don't like, and this is the number one complaint I've heard from everyone as well, how you can't really easily tell what's editable and what's not. <laughs> and then furthermore, somebody pointed out, which I thought was a really interesting point, how they, they included, you know, start typing here, dot, 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 in the fields that are editable. 
And somebody was like, what if I don't want somebody to type there? Like, I want to keep that field hidden for a reason and like not like it, I want it to be more inconspicuous. And that kind of points it out for everybody, which yeah. is a negative. Here, let me let me show real quick for the audience what we're talking about. So this is when you expand a record. They changed it. It used to be like the label was above and then and then the input was below. And now it's two columns left and right. And it all just kind of blends together. They also got rid of the icons. So you don't know what field type it is. Yes. And that, that's really silly. Why? I don't know if that was just a complete miss on their part or if they thought about it and felt like they didn't need those icons. I can tell you I got lost when I opened this up and I was staring at it forever trying to figure out what just happened. And then I realized it was an upgrade. Yeah. And then I was like, I can't find anything. Yeah. yeah. Like just where is, and I'm the one that designed it and I still couldn't find anything. So <laughs> it was a little traumatic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're getting some feedback here from our listeners. Uh, I don't think we have fans of this new upgrade. Yeah, it's very, it, like in and there's no like separation. There's nothing. It all just kind of blends together. Um, it, it's really interesting. I think of anything. Um, let me get one more in here. Scott talking. Uh, hyphens in the calculated fields, which makes no sense. So yeah, you can't tell that it's a formula versus a input field. Uh, I was amazed the amount of pushback that this feature got. Like it, this probably got the most pushback of any feature release that, that I've seen. Um, it was kind of crazy from not just, you know, you always get kind of the regulars um that are listening to our show today but you got a lot of new people as well coming in and like signing up for the community just to you know push back on this there's a lot of new people um here's one first post and um yeah even some new stuff as recent as two hours ago <clears throat> yeah um so It'll be interesting to see if they're just going to push forward or if they're listening. Um, we've seen them do both in the past. Sometimes they do listen to the feedback and they make changes. Sometimes they don't and they feel like they know what's best. And so they move forward. <laughs> yeah, I saw Bill French wrote in the Slack channel, the Built on Air Slack the other day about how, like, why don't they just say, you know how like Outlook has a new version and it, every time I open up Outlook, it's like, try the new version or keep mm -hmm. the old one. Like that would be very welcome, I think, in a situation like this. Yeah. Or like Google Chrome, you can go into, you know, a page where you can check all the experimental features you want to try out. And yeah, so definitely I think um, they need to figure out their their A-B testing and their upgrade path to, to get more feedback without just going live. And they need to give people more options because all of us use Airtable in so many different ways yes. that it's not that cookie cutter, which is why we love Airtable. But yeah. then the back end also has to remember that it's not so cookie cutter. <laughs> and so you have to give us options because yeah, it gets confusing. Yeah. Agreed. I, I think 
I would love, and I've seen a lot of people mention this, it that the new expanded record view does give me like kind of coda vibes and how it, like I want to be able to drag things around and it would be really cool if that's the direction they're heading in because like how coda lets you really design like an actual like sheet that looks nice with images yes. and a cover and like headers and I think that would be awesome if we're headed in that direction I'm all for it right right I'm just trying to get the tabs to be a different color yes very basic <laughs> that's all I want <laughs> the basic things in life yes <laughs> i know yeah you, you, but you would you would think that if that was the direction they're moving like they would have responded to all this pushback and been like guys you know we understand this is where we're moving uh, give us a vision of where you're going um it is it is frustrating the the lack of communication and poor jordan who's kind of the gatekeeper in the community mm -hmm kind of gave up. I think she was responding early on and and uh, I haven't seen her respond in a while <laughs> in this thread at least. So definitely, definitely um, if a lot of people came here saying, man, I thought like my, you know, my website was broken or I had like a, an, a Chrome extension, like messing up the UI or, you know, like uh, multiple people said they were refreshing multiple times waiting for, you know, sometimes the CSS doesn't load correctly or something. And they were just expecting it to, to come back to how it was. <laughs> no, no, it's not going to happen. So anyways, if you're listening and, I'd be curious to hear those that that are in fan, fans of it. Some people like it. Um, I've, I've I've heard or seen other people that like. I think some people could be okay with it with improvement. Like I think you know, adding the icons back, putting uh, some kind of notification around the input fields or some way to to know. Like I think they, you know, the concept of a, a left sidebar and a right sidebar. I don't think that's what people are upset about. Right, it's all the other stuff. So, I think they can still salvage. See the difference. Yeah, right. right. And you kind of need to see the difference. Yeah. Because it's the back end; it isn't the front end. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what kind of response Airtable gets. Um, I think when's their next? Their next table talk is next week. I think when they're supposed to talk about the future roadmap. <laughs> That'll be an interesting one to to see what happens there. So let's move on. All right, we've done the bad. Let's talk a little bit of good. This one I think generally everybody's happy with. So this feature is they added bulk field operations or more bulk field. They had, um, what did they have before this? They had just uh, uh, grouping, I think. Yeah, I'm not um, sure. I know they used to, they recently, before this change, I, I was getting like a tooltip saying you can select more than one field by holding command and selecting them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I can't move them all after doing that, what's the point of even selecting more than one? Yeah. But this is awesome. This is going to be a huge time saver. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this is really cool. Um, so basically, to summarize, you can select multiple fields either by holding down control and doing what this screenshot is showing where you select on the other one, or if you can, you can, um, I believe, let me double check that, but I believe you can do them out of order as well. If you just hold down control 
or Apple. Yeah, so you can select them out of order as well. Nice. And then right click. And then, oh yeah, so I think maybe it was permissions that you could set before, but cool. now there's permissions. You can automatically filter, you can group, you can hide the hiding, and that's really cool. Oh. Or you can uh, move them around. I wonder if the moving around, yeah, so you can move them like that and shift them around. I don't know if that worked. The other cool thing that somebody said that I haven't tried yet is, let me find the comment where somebody said it. Um, is that you can actually copy them from one base and paste in another base or table. Maybe not base to base, maybe it's just table to table, but you can actually copy fields and then automatically paste them into another table. Oh, that would there be a lifesaver for me. Yeah, right there. You can copy and paste multiple columns between tables. So that feature is really cool. That helps not, you know, if you're reworking your data structure, um, then then that that comes in handy to to move things around um i remember i had a consulting project where we completely reworked it and we had the, and i created a new table and i had like 50 fields and i had to recreate them in the new table because i didn't want to make a copy of the existing table because there was another one existing that we wanted to move and it's just like an hour of your time just recreating fields so this will be very helpful. People yeah. pointing out um, that it was permissions that existed before. So thanks for that. Uh, looks like we got a friendly, familiar face listening to the show. Welcome, Camille. Yay. <laughs> okay. Any other thoughts on the bulk field operations? That's game changer for what I'm trying to do. So I'm excited. Yeah. Cool stuff. Very good. So congrats, Airtable. You're uh, one for two in this week's <laughs> feature releases. So we'll give you an A plus on this one. And maybe, uh, I don't know what we give on the other one. <laughs> that was good. All right. Camille is alive. So she's just going to join us from the comment section today. Airtable batting. 500. That's that's better than baseball, I guess. So. <laughs> but if we look at all there's it might be a different story. All right, next topic, we're moving to the uh Reddit category. Um and this is a common one. I thought I'd throw it out there. I think it comes up pretty regularly. Um how do people do reports and charts in particular? Um and it seems like there just is not a good answer here. I was interested to see what um, what people talk about. You know, people talk about moving the data externally to something like Google Data Studios or Power BI, mm -hmm. um, things like that. So, I don't know. Any thoughts on charts? Obviously, there are chart uh, apps that you can use um, in Airtable, but you can't export those which is one of the big requests, Same, similar with Page Designer, other than a, a PDF export. Yeah. Ali, how do you do charts? Well, it, de it depends a lot on the use case, like if it needs to be shared externally. If it's just internal, then 
uh, a lot of times you can accomplish it with just the regular chart apps or now in the interface as well. Um, but if it needs to be external, then there's a lot of challenges in place. And that's when you probably need to export to data Google, like the design studio. I can't remember what it's called. I actually haven't tried that method yet. And I've always wanted to. Um, and then another thing I do is uh, the Vegalite, 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 can't remember. Vegalite, how yeah. I, I say Vega. Yeah, Vega we'll have to ask Bill how to say that. He's the expert there. Yeah, I like that because it's a lot more um, flexible than the regular chart app. You can actually like compare two different data sets at the same time. You can choose the colors you want, um, but it is a little buggy in my experience. Yeah. Inside of there too. And a bit more technical skill set yeah. to use that one. Um, yeah. So I don't know, Shay, any thoughts on charts? Do you do oh, anything? No, I stay out of the world of charts. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm still trying to make sure I understand the basics of just air table. Let's not yeah. add more to the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll get there. You'll get there. It's, it's, you know, especially for, for businesses of any size yeah. that are, that are uh, needing to do reports and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. I, I, as a app developer, I'm always thinking about, you know, how to solve that. It's not an easy problem to solve, which is why I think um, there aren't great solutions out there. One approach that we take is we have integrations with like Google docs and Google sheets and so, and Google slides. And so we have some clients that um, customers that, push their data to Google Sheets and Google Sheets has better chart building functionality. And you can then even just export that sheet, that, that chart or generate an image off of that chart. And we have ways to pull that back into Airtable as an image or whatnot. So that's one way, but it's still lots of moving parts to, to just get charts that, that are exportable. So that's something that's kind of in the back of my mind of maybe finding a solution for at some point, but it, it's, it's not an easy thing to solve, but we'll, we shall see. So I think there is an opportunity in there. It looks like some people use softer bubble bubble, something that I'm getting more involved with in that world. So maybe there's something there. Um, but this is definitely an unsolved problem that I think there's an opportunity if there's any, Buddy looking for uh, something to solve in the Airtable world. <laughs> right. All right. Here's one from the Facebook community. Um, Eric asks about um, organizing automations within a base. And she points out she's at 22. Uh, there's a funny comment here. Um, it says, the good news is, is that there's a limit of 25. So you're pretty much close to the limit. So it can't be much un, more unwieldy than what you're close to now. Mm -hmm. um, but I think she's pointing out that you can't like rearrange the automations. You can't move them up and down and there's no grouping like there is with use. So this, I know this is a frustration on the automation side. <laughs> it's so true. I don't even know if it's like, I don't even know what the order is. Like, is it the order you create them in? I think it I, is. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, even if they were just alphabetical, then I could number them. Like, I, I just. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what somebody said is like, make a copy of it and then delete the previous one. Cause then the copy will be at the bottom. But then you, you lose your history. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oof. Yeah. I don't know how good an idea that is, but um, 
Yeah, that's what Rebecca. Basics. We need to be able to just organize the automation. Yeah. Yeah. Not a whole redesign. Just the basics. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah, there's some core stuff that would just. uh... (laughs) Rebecca says history (laughs) schmistry. Yeah. Who needs history? (laughs) I often need it. (laughs) Yeah, it does come in handy. Organizing history would be nice as well because that yeah. gets unwieldy. Or being able to search through all your history. Yes. <laughs> that is frustrating. Like, yeah. especially if something fails and I need to go back and rerun it, it's like it just puts a new one at the top and then everything shifts down. And then I can't remember which one I just reran. And it's yeah. just, it's like, why can't it just have a little more information there? Yeah. yeah. Or a search bar. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be great. Yeah, yeah. Last week I was trying to troubleshoot an issue and I had to, you know, I kind of knew generally when the automation ran, like within an hour, but it was running like every couple minutes. And so I had to go one through one and look at the output of each of each time. It was like if I could just search through, like in Zapier, you can search and it'll search through um everything. <clears throat> Rebecca, Rebecca asks if you can rerun an automation only if it's failed, right? Yeah, only the failed ones. And it's funny you say that because the other day I was like, I I wanted to rerun that rerun one that hadn't failed just because I was being lazy and I was like, oh, I need to redo that, and I couldn't. So yeah, only if it failed. And I would think that yes, Rebecca, it probably does count towards the limits because it just creates a new instance of that automation. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, to rerun it. If you're in test mode, if you're in test mode, then you can kind of run it without it counting towards your limit. But um, oh. yeah, that's one workaround there. So, all right, moving on. Here's one from uh, YouTube. Uh, this is a uh, um, Connor. He actually has a pretty good channel. If you want to check out, if you're learning how to do things. He goes deep into like building a product or something. And I thought this one was pretty cool. I didn't watch all of it, but I watched enough to kind of get a gist of building an e-commerce store in Airtable and using Stripe's new um, payment links feature that they came out with a couple months ago and where you could basically kind of encapsulate everything inside an Airtable and use um, Stripe's payment pages. Um, to collect your data. So kind of cool. You could kind of build like a, a using kind of the gallery view to kind of create a, a makeshift store and then click on them to, to purchase for via Stripe. So if you're if you're into e-commerce and you're looking for, for more, this is a good video I thought was worth uh, sharing, going deep into step-by-step guides on, on how to do that. So... I'm going to save this last one. I need Camille. Camille, if you're listening, jump on. I, I need I need you on to, to hear this. If you're feeling okay, if you're feeling up to it. <laughs> if not, we'll save it till next week. So no biggie. <laughs> so that's kind of uh, what's going on in the world of Airtable this week. Um, we're really waiting to hear back from Airtable. I think there's a couple things. If you watched the last few weeks of our episode, there's still some outstanding um, pricing update, uh, hopefully announcements coming and we can learn from, from that. So hopefully we'll be, hopefully Airtable will make an appearance and, and 
let us know what's going on behind the scenes on a couple uh, points there. So with that, we're going to move on to Ontair, who's our primary sponsor. Ontair is an all-in-one toolkit to run your business on Airtable, a variety of different apps to perform um, and enhance your Airtable experience. If you're running your business on Airtable, you have to uh, check out Ontair. And with that, for this one, I want to show, um, we just put up Hannah, who's our amazing uh, marketing manager, runs all the marketing and content, um, posted this week a new article talking about how to create custom forms, showing filtered records in Airtable. I know this is a big request and um, being able to kind of set up an environment. The typical example I use is kind of a car where you can choose the make and then based off of the make it'll filter another selection to choose the model and so you can have multi-tiered um, selections within your forms and Ontair forms can do that with our integration with jot forms so it does require using jot forms which is a pretty advanced um, form solution so if you're interested in more advanced forms check out Ontair, here's a great resource we'll have in our show notes that walks you through how to set that all up. Um, so good stuff there, a new resource that, that's on the Ontair website. Check it out, part of our suite of apps that you can get. Very good. Wait, before Shay, before we get to you, we've got Camille joining by audio. Camille, how are you? I'm all right. I have returned from the ether. All right. <laughs> Good to hear. Good to have you back on. Okay, so Camille, I, I wanted you on. One quick thing. This is a little bit outside the norm, but I was watching some football over the weekend. Oh, God. Is that why you called me on here? <laughs> How dare you? It's not about football, is it? it and so during, commercial, oh, during commercials, um, there is this ad from Chick-fil-A. I want you to listen to this. All right. Can you hear that? No. No. All right. I've got to adjust my settings. Mm -mm -mm. For everyone's reference, I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'm already not. <laughs> oh, see, I would, have, I would have assumed you were a Rams fan. <laughs> no, my dad's from Kansas City, so I'm already not in the best mood. And yesterday I had a minor health episode, so <laughs> I just feel attacked right now. I'm with you. I was completely just heartbroken. Completely heartbroken. Uh, hold on. And then San Francisco also lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. Testing. Makes me feel Can you hear this? Yeah. This is okay. So this commercial came on. My name is Janae, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A chicken tortilla soup is it makes me feel warm inside. This is what cozy feels like. This is what bundling up in a blanket next to a fireplace with people you love feels like. That is Guys, Camille, very uncanny. I know you have lots of jobs. I want to know, are you a voice actress as well? No, I'm actually, that's actually really creepy. <laughs> that sounded just like you. I have never heard anyone sound so similar to me. Uh, yeah. What the hell? 
Also, um, uh, my mom found this show on Amazon Prime. I've forgotten the name now, but apparently the main character's name is Camille Parks. And I was like, what are the odds? Nice. <laughs> That's not a common name. That's funny. So that is not you. No, it is not. Oh, wow. It should be. Yeah. I know. Like, I was like, Camille's in LA. She, she, she likes to stay busy. She's got lots of jobs. I bet she's a voice actress on the side. That's not it's not a bad guess. It's just not it isn't me, but it does sound exactly like me. <laughs> Truly. Yeah, all right. Well, if you're watching football, that that seems to air quite a bit. So next time you hear it. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, very good. Okay, well, feel free to join or if you need to hop off, that's fine. But uh sure thing. <laughs> Okay, next we've got uh, Shay. Shay comes to us from upstate New York. Is that where you're at? Yes, I am. All right, we're glad to have you on. Shay, why don't you tell us a little bit about your back history, your story, love to hear what you're doing and how you found Airtable, what's your experience been like working in the Airtable world? Oh, well, thank you. I am Shay Redding Rogers. I'm an architectural photographer which basically that means I photograph buildings. I live in New York State, although I am a Brooklyn girl, so I'm trying to pretend I still live in New York City. Mm -hmm. I actually heard of Airtable back in 2017, a virtual assistant that I was trying to hire, told me that I was a hot mess and that all of my documents that were hard copy paper sitting on my desk needed to be scanned in and I needed to use a software. And I was like, you mean like Excel? And she's like, no, you need Airtable. And I was like, what's Airtable? She's like, here, just sign up, play with it. And I was like, okay. So I signed up and I was like, nope, don't want to do this. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to keep the account. Two years later, well, no, three years later, 2020, I was in a virtual meeting and everyone was putting their information in the chat and I panicked. I was like, how am I supposed to contact all these people if I don't have a business card? This is not going to work. And then my brain said, oh my gosh, you just watched something on YouTube about Airtable. And this guy had an amazing base and duh, use Airtable. So while I was in the meeting, I immediately opened up Airtable, which was on my computer, by the way. And I just started putting everybody's information in a table. And I was like, Okay, now how do I make this actually work? And ended up calling up the human being that I saw on YouTube. And I was like, how do I make this work? I can't figure it out. Nothing's working. I don't understand links. I don't understand records, like all these weird words. Uh, and the person was like, you need to understand databases. So I went back to my favorite thing, YouTube, and watched an eight hour video of databases to figure wow. out what a database is. Wow. And from there, with his help and a bunch of other people, I was able to come up with something that I called Network Relationship Database. And then the rest of the world told me it's just a CRM, Shay. And I was like, no, this is like a miracle that just happened. And they're like, no, no. But to me, it's the best thing on earth because, you know, I made it. So I have that. Um, I love Airtable. It has changed the way I look at how I want to run my photography company. There are a couple softwares that are out there now that do what I'm trying to do, but I would have to change the way I think 
in order to work with those softwares. And I'm kind of tired of that. I've been doing photography for over 10 years now, and it's time for things to work the way I want them to work instead of me working the way they want me to work. So that is where Airtable comes in, and I'm happy to be there. I love Build on Air. The community has helped me build even more bases than I could even count on. I sometimes feel like I drive them insane because I'm always in there with the same question, not understanding <laughs> that I'm doing the same thing. But I really would not be anywhere without the community. So thank you guys for that. That's awesome. Very cool. And when was it that you found Airtable? When did you start using it? Officially April 2020, but I had it on the computer since 2017. Awesome. Okay, so 2020, so not not too long. Less, less no, than so two it's years. only it isn't even two years yet. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. And um, and so you're doing photography and um, do you do anything? What are your other interests? I think you've got some interesting stuff outside of that, right? Well, I've now became addicted to no code movement. And so I've joined a couple of different groups of learning more of that, learning more softwares that I can do more without actually having to code. I knew a little bit of JavaScript from high school and a little bit of college, but nothing enough to actually build a full-blown database with Java. Um, so I'm kind of doing that. And since I do have the art side of me, I do a lot of artistic stuff where I'm making books or I'm doing flyers or I'm doing photographs to for thumbnails and stuff. And so I try to continue down the artistic road, which is sometimes my problem with Airtable is I want to put the artistic side of it and just make it look gorgeous and then none of it works. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of do that a lot, but when it's just me and my free time, just figuring out how to do something and learn something different that I wouldn't technically need to know, that's kind of what I love to do. Yeah, very good. Thank I'll you. put a plug for your for your website up here if anybody's in the, uh, what what area do you cover? Oh, everywhere. Oh, no, I don't stop. I <laughs> technically, if I have to drive somewhere, it's Connecticut, <laughs> Boston, New York City, New Jersey, Philadelphia. But I mean, a plane ticket is not that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I was able to build my entire website using Webflow. So last year's journey was learning Webflow, which that was hard. World. Yeah. <laughs> Is it is it uh, connected to Airtable or no? No, no. this is all on its own. Um, I don't. I know that you can connect things, but I do have a tendency of putting things in its box and not having things talk to each other. So my goal this year is to get out of that. Things don't need to talk to each other because it would be a lot easier if I did start connecting stuff. I just my brain hasn't gotten there yet. <clears throat> yeah. Very good. Yeah, there's a. I know there's a third-party um, tool that helps sync uh, Airtable with Webflow. Yes, I think it's Noble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Noble. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Got some fans there. Awesome. Any other questions for for Shay? If not, Shay is going to show us how she runs her business. So we'll move on here. So we're putting this under the automate create and we'll share your screen. There it is. Oh, perfect. I 
have no idea what's going on. I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> I'm also going to be apologizing now. I make faces, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm going to click on my side and please let me know if you guys can still see this. We're still good? Yes. Yep. Yay. Okay. So like I said, back in 2020, I was sitting in a meeting and I needed to put everybody's information in there. After three different redos, that is my theory. You can never do this once and think that it's done. And you can most definitely never do it twice and think that it's done. But by the third time, it's done. So I ended up going through a couple of different generations of this. And the one thing I realized that I needed to also add my spirituality to anything that I did within the business and without the business. So I changed names for things. I got things linked the way they needed to go. And the first thing you see is my ingredients. I look at human beings as another way to make things work. Everything is linked with just energy between us. And so I wanted the base to show that also. And people to me are just ingredients into a bigger plan. And so first thing I did was, of course, name it ingredients. I have a bird's eye view, but I wanted to make sure that when I put people's information in here, I also, I also would have a photograph of them. I am a photographer, so I want to think with photographs, which also is a dilemma. But I'll never remember your name. I'll always remember what you look like. Then I had to think of, okay, when I opened up the record, I needed to see what planet they worked with, which is their companies. And so I have any network groups that they're with and also the company that they are with. Then I wanted to go into what industry they were in and how many meetings we had. The beauty of this database, the only thing that is automated is once you sign up on my calendar link or my calendar link, you then get put onto my calendar and it automatically gets put into here. So I don't have to go anywhere to figure out what meetings I have. I just have to come into Airtable and it tells me what meetings I have. Records there. And then we go a little bit further to actually getting as much information as I can. You'll be surprised how much you can find out about people online especially on LinkedIn. <laughs> mm -hmm. Then once I actually have a meeting with people, I ask them what their astrology signs are. I love astrology. And it kind of lets me know if I could joke with you or not. Aquarius <laughs> are amazing at joking, but they can also be very serious. So you kind of have to balance that out. But I love knowing what your sign is. Then I decided that I needed to have my own personal links to contact with them. So if they have a calendar link, I add that to this. If they have a Facebook that I secretly found, I add that to this. If they have a LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, anything that I could find to keep track of them, it all goes in here. When it comes to Evernote, I needed to keep track of everybody's emails. And back then, Evernote had it where you could have URL links to individual notebooks. I'm hoping that they bring this back because I loved it. I was able to link everybody's notebooks to here and it turned into their own website of every email that we sent back and forth. It was, it was awesome. So hopefully they bring that back. Then for my personal thing, I needed to know if they were related to anybody that I met. So that is where, <clears throat> excuse me, that is where the related comes into. And then any, if they were in the network groups that I met, what's my personal status? Do I like them or do I not? That is where active comes in. I have a whole group of people that are deactive, which means I don't talk to y'all. <laughs> You've met me once, you'll never meet me again. But if you're active, I will become your best friend because I enjoyed you. I enjoyed your energy. I enjoyed talking to you. And so 
that's kind of my personal, like, okay, this person I'm going to invest my time into. Then it came up to, are we networking? Is this a photography client? All this information just so I could keep track of them. I also have a to-do list, which is also now called my tarot deck. Because sometimes when I need to remember to call someone, it was like, just pull a card and decide this is who I'm going to talk to today. And so that's where the tarot comes into. And then I also need to keep track of the referrals in and out. That's also really big for networking. This space has saved my life. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me. Saved my life more than anything. I remember I needed to have things automated to change for years. I got help with that. It lets me know anything for the meetings. That's what alignments are. This is nothing but my meeting, my meetings page. And it tells me who it is. I link them. It automatically comes in from calendar link. And it just gives me, let's see if all this is in here. You're going to show me all my stuff? Nope. We'll go with this. It basically gives me all the information that I need from that person. So when I go to the meetings, I know what I'm doing. I have different categories. There we go. To let me know if it's an event, person, networking, phone calls, anything that would just make sure that when I meet that person, they think I got my stuff together, even if I don't. <laughs> and then I have the planets that just lets me know the companies that I have met with or the network groups that I've met with. And I have linked those like I showed you before with the people and this just once again lets me go to those meetings and say hey how is your company you know how is the active sports what's going on there and then the person's of course impressed because they're like you remembered and i'm like yeah of course i did no i have a base that helps me remember that <laughs> the last thing i want to say um can i stop sharing that real quick oh you guys can keep that sorry um the next thing that I'm working on that I kind of worked on last year, but I'm clearly going to have to continue working on this year, is a bookkeeping database. I realized that I didn't have anything that had my contracts, that had my invoices. This is what the virtual assistant was telling me back in 2017 that I needed. And so I figured I'm ready to tackle that now. And I have been in Built on Air community just racking everybody's brain on how do I do this formula and how do I fix this? I'm officially on phase two because <laughs> phase one has completely fallen apart. So now <laughs> we're on phase two of, okay, how do I make this simpler? How do I bring my craziness that I'm thinking in my brain to come down to a little bit smaller so that it looks as organized and decent as I really want it to be, but it's going to take a while. So I'm on phase two for this year where It'll even tell me the calculation of all of the invoices. Somehow, yeah. some way, we're going to figure that out. <laughs> but right. that's where I'm at now. Thank you, guys. We will uh, get you back on when that one's ready to, to demo. Yes. So oh one, gosh, one yeah. One thing, you know, those that uh, have done a lot of database design, one of the hardest things is naming conventions and like trying to name things. I think you have the award for best naming. I've never heard of like contacts be named as ingredients. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It took me a minute to really decide how did I want things to not just be named, but flow. Mm -hmm. Trust me, the third time I got it together, <laughs> but it really was okay. Now put yourself in this. You have the basics of what it's supposed to be. Spoose it up and make it your, make it your own. Yeah.
Thank Very you. Cool. Good stuff there. That's awesome. So that's, and you kind of like, the, I know there's a lot of people that use, that kind of separate their, their work CRM and their kind of personal CRM. You've kind of merged those into one, one world. Yes. And the bookkeeping one will eventually go into nerd. That's why I need the records, not the records, the tables have different colors because having it all in one thing is going to confuse me because they are two different things but I need it to be separate first so I could see it. Thank you. And then eventually I could bring them all together because the companies are the same that I'm basically networking with. So putting them in two different bases is kind of redundant, but I'm just not there yet mentally to put them all together. Yeah. Did you say what nerd stood for? Did I miss Network that? relationship database. That's okay. Very good. Thank you. Nerd. <laughs> Very, very applicable. Yes, which was even funnier because once I was done, I was like, oh, it's Network Relationship Database. They're like, Shay, really? I'm like, oh my gosh, it's nerd. I'm such a nerd. I love it. It's totally me. You could put a, you could put an entity in there, network entity, <laughs> relational yes. database. <laughs> yes. I love it. Thank you guys for allowing me to show you this. Very cool. Thank you. That's awesome. Thanks for uh, showcasing that. And I love it. I mean, you know, just one person companies that that can do everything in Airtable and compete with the, the bigger players and and uh, make it your own. So that's awesome. Thank you. All right. Before we get to our last segment, a quick plug. As Shay was mentioning, she's uh, active in the community and there's lots of amazing people in there that are always willing to help out. Uh, we're I'm pushing to get to a thousand members. We're still about 30 people short. So we need a few more people to sign up to get to a thousand. So tell your friends, uh, Shay, I know you've invited many of your friends. So thank you. Keep it up. Uh, we're hoping to, to get to a thousand here this month. So check us out at builtonair.com, builtonair.com slash join to join our uh, Slack community, as well as receive our weekly newsletters to get the updates on this podcast and all things happening in Airtable as well as resources and more cool things to check out on, on our website. So with that, we're now going to have Ali walk us through an audience question. There you oh, go, Ali. Excellent. All right. So this was from the Facebook community over the weekend. Um, Abid Rashid asked about how to send an automated birthday email to his staff. Um, and we had a couple comments saying, yeah, when use an automation when a record matches conditions where a birthday is today. But if you actually were to try and do that, you would likely never get any emails sent because a birthday is one date specifically. This is actually my real birthday that I put in this test data. So 1990 <laughs> occurred. 31 years ago. So we'll never get that email. Um, again. You were born the same day as Donald Duck. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Actually, I think there is a cartoon character that has that birthday, if I recall correctly. I can't remember. But either way, we would need a formula to take the date of the birthday and turn it into a recurring date that's going to happen this year. So that way you can actually have the automation trigger on the day of the birthday, and you can actually map it out on a calendar. Um, just to demonstrate, if I created a calendar view now with date of birth, 
you can see this is just December 2000 and I'd have to scroll through years and years and years to see another one, depending on how old my employees are. Um, so I'm gonna write a formula to take these dates and replace the year with today's year. And let's do that. So I always start with an if statement when I'm trying to do any sort of manipulation on a date field, um, whether that's like date time uh, format, date time diff, et cetera. I always wanna make sure that I have a date field to perform that function on or else I'm gonna get an error. Um, and so I always start with if DOB. So if I have a date, then I want to parse it. I'm gonna use the date time parse uh, function. And then also the date time format. Because I wanna format, basically what I wanna do is take out the month and the day out of this date and then replace the year with the year of today. So that's what date time parse is gonna do. It's gonna let me feed it a string of numbers and slashes, and then it'll try and turn it back into a date field. So I'm gonna start with date time format DOB, and I'm just gonna do mm slash dd because that's the only part that I wanna take out of that date. And then I'm going to add another slash and the year of today. And then I'm gonna tell it, this part is optional, but I like to put it in just in case. This string here is telling my date time parse function that, hey, the, the string I'm feeding you looks like this. This is the structure of that date. And I'm gonna hit create field. Well, I'm gonna get rid of the time field first. Let's name this birthday. And you can see that works. So that's showing me the birthdays of everybody, but it's for this year. Now, one thing I did mention in this post was that it would likely throw an error for somebody that was born on leap day, which is actually something I ran into a long time ago. Um, and I never got around to fixing it, but this time I took the opportunity to fix it. Um, so if I change this to, let's put it on a weekday, I mean, leap day, um, say for 2000, you can see, oh, hmm. that's weird. Okay. No, it does throw an error. I was like, I, I was like, why is that blank? Last time I tested it, it definitely threw an error. Um, so if I want to be able to catch that and, and here's the caveat, I want to be able to display this date if it is a leap year and put it back to the 28th if it's not a leap year. And so what I'm gonna do is just edit this formula one more time. And I'm gonna say, um, if date time format, no, if and, excuse me. So if my date time format, month and day of that birthday field, equals 0229 and uh let's see year today actually no mod year today divided by four 
so the mod function is going to give us any it's going to take the year of today so 2022 divided by four and it would return the remainder and so if i know if i have anything left over that it's not a leap year so i'm saying if and these two things are true it's not a leap year and it says 0229 in the birthday then i want to give it 0228 otherwise stick with my regular function. And that should do it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had one extra. Sorry, I did post it in here just for the sake of time. <laughs> I'm just going to grab this. The joys of <clears throat> a poor formula editor. <laughs> there we go. So if it were a leap year this year, then this would say 29. So it actually let them keep their real birthday. Um, <laughs> but because it's not a leap year, and actually just to demo that really quickly, I could put in year, let's say 2000 versus 2022. And if I change this to just year, and also this to year. You can see it keeps it as 1229, but if I move it to 2022, it, it's back to 1228 because 1229 does not exist. Nice. So a couple cool little things there. Um, and then this would allow you to actually plot it out on the calendar if we change it to birthday, then we can see, and let's put them back all in 2022. And I don't want to have to go all the way back to 2022. So let's just try and find, I'm just going to make a new calendar. <laughs> That's interesting how it just dropped me back Yeah. in 2000. It did it again. All right, either way, you should be able to now see all of the birthdays on the calendar. And you can use this date as the launching pad for your automation. Um, and what's even cooler is as soon as we hit January 1st of 2023, your birthdays will start over. That's nice. I have something like that, but I never considered leap year. Right? I hadn't so either. I need to add that. <laughs> I wonder, are there... Kavan asked if there's ones multiple to four that aren't leap years. Is, I don't know if that are, does that happen? Maybe uh, if you go back in time far enough. Yeah. For this case, it wouldn't matter. I, I'm not sure, Kavan. Yeah, I don't know. What, um, so two things I was thinking was, um, depending on your use case, um, you could actually, Kavan mentioned another way is, um, using the is error to look for an error. And I guess you could assume that the only error would be the leap year issue. It could be maybe another year, another issue, but there's another use case where you want to know their next birthday and you might want to do a check to see if we're already past their current birthday in the year, then you add one more year. So it's next year's. So depending on what your use case is, 
Um, so I guess Kavan knows her history. She says 1900 wasn't a leap year, but for birthday reminders, I don't think you're sending birthdays to anybody born in 1900. <laughs> that is a good point, Kavan. Um, yeah. So the other the other thought I had was, could you, um, could you just subtract the current year from their birth year and then do a date add? Yeah. Yep. with those years. I think if you do date add, it will account for leap year. So if you date added the the years, I think that might um, avoid that trick. So that might be another another approach to take. I think you're right. I think, or maybe it wouldn't. I need to look at it again. I had this, I had a similar use case where I was tracking years of service and we had somebody that was hired on a leap day. And it was actually showing he had only been employed for one year. It was like, there was something weird. I, I want to go back and look at it, but like it totally was not counting the four years because it was a leap year. It was like trying to compare it to 12 to 228. Yeah. Maybe weird. do you want to, you want to pull your screen up? We've got a minute. We could try it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. You could even just do a quick date add test to a, a leap year date to add it to a year. That's a. Oh, here it is. I was like, where did it go? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let me add it. Okay, there you go. So if we did uh, their age, is that what we're trying to do? So if you just, um, yeah, so, yeah, you could combine it. Yeah. And add. Yeah, so you'd have to. We do dad date time diff. I always get confused about which comes first in date time diff, and I noticed the other day it's the opposite for workday diff. Oh, really? Which is so confusing. Um, to dob. And I think in the date add you need the dob oh, yeah. first. Oh no. Yep, you're right. Yeah. And then, and then years. Yeah. What did I do wrong? The yeah. end of your date time diff. You need to tell it the difference it needs. Oh yeah, I've got an extra parenthesis. There we go. Okay. In the wrong. There we go. Uh, let's see. That's not. Uh, so you need to tell it the difference between date of birth and today in years. And you also need to add those years to date add. So date add needs its own year component. Yeah. Yep. And you need a negative. What? Right, no. oh, yeah, yeah. Here, this goes. There you go. There. Well. So change the birthday to. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, so it it's, it's counting whole years uh -huh. um, in between. And because those are in December and we're currently in January, it hasn't been a whole year. So. Um, yeah. It's. it's Adding another year to it? Well, you need to know if you're... If it's in the past, if it's already... 
Yeah. But it should. Um, no, so that that looks. Yeah, so they're all 2022. Can you put in a date that's January 10th, 2022? Okay. Yeah. So well, if you want to do the next birthday, then that's what this formula is. If you wanted to do what is their birthday this year, then that's another formula. Yeah. Yeah. But it does account for the leap year there. Mm-hmm. It yeah. does. Which is pretty cool. But I wonder if we did a date time diff of this to that, what it would return. That's what I got. That's definitely what was uh, happening with that use case I was talking about before. I'm not putting an if statement in because we have like one second left here. Uh, DOB. Yeah, or you don't even need to do date time diff. You could just get current year minus birthday year. And that should give you the number of years instead of using date time diff. Uh huh. Actually, yeah, I think that's the better because it. What Kavan is saying is, if you you would only add the additional if the month and day hasn't passed yet. But if you just want to see the birthday for this year, I think you yeah. want dob. Yeah, there you go. And then just do date add with that years. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yay. Woo! Birthdays. <laughs> you did it. Awesome. Very good. Fun with dates. I know everybody's uh, enjoyed that. Actually, I'm working on a bug with one of my apps that's calendar date related time zone issues. <laughs> don't get me started on calendar apps. I don't know why I did this to myself. <laughs> This could yeah, be a TV, sorry, show. a TV show. I love that. Yeah. Live coding on TV. <laughs> Very good. Well, fun stuff. We're at our hour. So glad everybody could join us. Um, Shay, thank you again. Uh, where could people find you? I, I We'll have a link to your website, but um, we'll send people there. And, thank you. Uh, I'm also on Twitter as um, Shay RR Photos. Shay RR Photos. Yes. Very good. Glad you could join with us. Ali, Bye. Camille, good to see you. Camille, glad you're feeling better. Get better. We'll see you next week. Yep. Um, built on air. Take care. Thank you for joining today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to check out our sponsor ontair.com and we will see you next time on the Built on Air podcast. <laughs>